I'm delighted you have joined us. There will be an opportunity in today's service for us all to share God sightings, how we have seen God at work in our own lives. So I encourage you even now to turn your heart to God in prayer, to consider how you have seen him at work in your lives. That will come in just a little bit, an opportunity to share. And I have a feeling we'll have uh, some, some beautiful testimonies this morning. Now, does it ever feel just like too much? The burdens that we carry, the struggles we're faced with, the nonstop hardships, and so many decisions. I, I haven't done any research on this, but I wonder if the holidays are often so stressful, stressful excuse me, because we have to make so many decisions. Who to spend time with and when? What family on what day? And if we go to this party and not that party, then how are we going to make it up to that other family? And how many presents do we get the kids? And we spent the same dollar amount on each of them, but it came out to 10 presents for one kid and three presents for the other kid. The kid has no idea how much things cost or what money even is, so do we get him more presents? But then that's an so how do we balance it? Or what special food should we have? Or, you know, the weather looks bad. So should we travel and make grandma uh, worried? Or do we stay back and make grandma angry because we're not there? And it goes on and on and on. And after the onslaught of the destruction that our house takes from all the baking and all the cooking and all the, the hosting and, and all the presents unwrapping, we sit there and we wonder, do we clean our house or do we just sell it as is and move on. (laughs) Life can make us feel like we're a boxer who's not trained at boxing and we just keep getting hit and hit and hit and knocked down and the ref is just not calling it. And so we just get back up and we get back in and we continue on. Especially These past two years, my heavens, whether we like to admit it or not, the truth, the reality is we've all gone through a collective trauma over the past two years. None of us have been immune to it, and whether we've named it or not, it hits us all. We feel the burden of these years, some of us more deeply than others. It affects us all. But here we are, the beginning of a new year, And I wonder how many of us feel hopeful instead of fearful or worried or concerned about what this year might bring. How do we feel hopeful when we're already just so weary? The good news is our weary world rejoices because we have good news that overcomes all. But if we are not careful, over the course of of two years or a year, a month, a day, a week, even just an hour, our thoughts can shift from being hopeful to bitter. It can happen like that. So standing on the crest of this new year, as as we look out at this unknown landscape that is ahead of us, it is my hope for all of us here 
to claim and cling to the good news of our faith in this year of 2022. Hear from the word of the Lord. This is from Paul. He wrote this in Colossians 3, verses 1 through 4. Paul's encouragement to us is this. Since then, you have been raised with Christ. Set your hearts on things above. Where Christ is, he is seated at the right hand of God. Set your mind on things above, not on earthly things. For you died, and your life is now hidden with Christ our God. When Christ, who is your life, appears, then you will also appear with him in glory. Praise be to God. Amen. The series we had just wrapped up at our Christmas service a week ago was Hope from Heaven. It was all about heaven, claiming our heavenly citizenship and how we're going to live for the king and his kingdom. How we are called to put on our kingdom lenses and see the ways that heaven breaks through here on earth to allow us to focus on his goodness, his gifts, his path, his plan as the kingdom is breaking through. The profound beauty that we celebrate at Christmas that Jesus left heaven for you, that Jesus died for you, that Jesus lives for you, and that Jesus prepares your forever home. You sell that messy house. You got a better one on its way. (laughs) He prepares our forever home as we seek to live a kingdom life so that heaven may break through here on earth. 2022, another year, another opportunity for us all to set our hearts above, to set our hearts on Christ, who is our firm foundation. I do not know what this year ahead looks like for you. It may be your very best year yet. Oh, I pray to God it is. It also may be your worst year yet. And I pray to God it's not. But the good news is that our God who transcends all time already knows what is ahead for you. And he is walking with you even now into this year, and he will be with you every single step of the way. We set our eyes on him, for his eyes are always on us. That's not a child scare tactic. It sounds like it, right? Like what we say about Santa. He sees you when you're sleeping, sees you when you wake. We're not saying Jesus is watching you, right? So turn or burn. That's not what I'm saying, though it's true. Honestly, it is true. Sounds harsh, but it's true. The beauty is it's a supreme comfort that our God of all compassion is constantly looking lovingly in your direction is looking right at you with his loving eyes and care and compassion for you. Now, there's this amazing trend all throughout God's true word. Wherever, where where, where even in the darkest, most hopeless moments to be found, there's always a seasoning of grace. Think back to the garden 
as Scott prayed about. The garden and our first choice of sin over God, he must kick them out. Sin cannot be in perfect union with God as Eden was intended, so he must kick them out. But he did so with God-made clothing and a God-sealed promise of redemption. Look at the Psalms and read the Psalms where it talks about crying out to God. Where are you, God? I'm in anguish and my enemies surround me. And even so, I will praise him for he is good. Look at one of our members, I won't tell you whose, favorite book of the Bible, the book of Job. In the midst of Job's unfathomable hardships and trials, he finally pours out his heart and he speaks after losing seemingly everything, and he claims, I know that my Redeemer lives, and that in the end, he will stand on the earth. And after my skin has been destroyed, yet in my flesh, I will see God. I myself will see him with my own eyes. I and not another, oh, how my heart yearns within me. I don't know what the year ahead looks like for you. I really hope it doesn't look like Job's life. But even if it hints at this, I know, as Job knows, as you know, that our Redeemer lives. He is always present. He is the one for whom our hearts yearn. And even in the darkest moments, the light of Jesus Christ still shines. And in him, we have an everlasting hope. And then we find in God's true word, this, 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 this book, with, uh, it's a very cheery book. It's called Lamentations. It's a book you look to for encouragement and excitement. And, no, it is a heart-wrenching book. And yet another, where seasonings of grace are met in the midst of grief. Jerusalem has been destroyed by Babylon. Its people killed, tortured, or taken captive. God's judgment was handed down on his people for their continual disobedience. And in this book of lament, we see that God laments with us. That God walks with us us, that he feels alongside us, and that his grace is sufficient for us. This is what Jeremiah wrote in the middle of this book of lament. Lamentations 3, 22 through 24. The steadfast love of the Lord never ceases. His mercies never come to an end. They are new every morning, Great is your faithfulness. The Lord is my portion, says my soul. Therefore, I will hope in him. In Christ, the steadfast love of God for you will never cease. Never. His mercies will never come to an end. Never. They will be new every single morning, and he will be faithful to bring them to you. If God is your greatest treasure, if God is the thing you love most, your portion, then you can hope in him with these unbreakable, 
almost unbelievable promises. This passage reminds us that in Christ, the Lord will be faithful to be there every single morning with enough new mercy to get us through today's trouble and pain. Lamentations. Indeed, the entire Bible is filled with pain and misery and consequences of a sinful and broken world. Indeed, your very living testimony, your life is filled with pain and misery and the consequences of a sinful and broken world. And yet, breaking through, there is an always lit, always glimmering gospel hope that points to the sufficient, powerful, present, and faithful care of God for each child that belongs to his blood-bought family. God feeds every bird of the air. God clothes all the lilies of the field, and his care for us supersedes by far his care for nature. As Jesus himself tells us in Matthew 6, he will be there with us every morning until the moment we fall asleep that night, and he will not leave us or neglect us even while we enjoy his good gift of sleep, as Psalm 4 reminds us. Looking ahead into this new year, with the way things have been going, yes, there would be reason to worry if we are doing this all on our own power. If we are keeping our mind on the world and on our troubles and our real anxieties and struggles instead of the things that are above. But we need not worry. For our capable God, who holds all things together, he's the same yesterday, He's the same today. He is the same tomorrow and for all of eternity. That means if he has been faithful, he is faithful. And he will be faithful and will carry us through. For his love is greater than any worry. His plans are far better than any we can come up with. His mercies are fresher than today's sorrows. So if you're looking for a resolution this year, I'm not a big fan of resolutions, but this one I happen to like. Make it your daily resolution to seek Jesus afresh each day. For he seeks you afresh each day. See, we cannot rely on yesterday's mercies for today's burdens. We go to Jesus afresh each and every day. We go to the word of God in prayer each and every day. We ask him to help us see wonders and promises that make our hearts sing. We know that relationships, they take constant work and training and practice. One of the reasons we may not feel like Jesus is with us, that he's sitting with us when we fall asleep or when we wake up in the morning, one of the ways may be that we keep all of our appointments in a given week except the daily appointment 
we ought to prioritize with the all-powerful God of the universe. Ask him to show you more of himself and plead with him for the new and unique grace that you need today. I do not know what the year ahead looks like for you, but I do know that God's mercy and grace is available to you anew each and every day of this year, of this life, whether it's good, whether it's bad. In the joys and the sorrows, his grace is sufficient. His mercy will meet you in every moment. So in this year ahead, may we wake up each morning proclaiming and believing and embracing that his mercy wakes with us. And as the darkness seeks to infiltrate our thoughts and circumstances, May we know, may we believe and experience his light that shines all the brighter. Let us proclaim together that Christ is now at work, for he has always been at work. For our God, he neither slumbers nor sleeps. And God is as real as the things that we touch, things we smell, the things we see, that we hear, that we taste. So when we search and when we look, we can always find evidence of God's nonstop faithfulness in our lives. And that's what we are going to do together right here and now. The way that God has been at work in the midst of our congregation, of our world and our life, that's the ending to this message he has written. We will together proclaim the goodness of our Lord through how we have experienced and seen the Lord in our lives. Because if God has been faithful, he is faithful, and he will be faithful forevermore. So the question for all of you, which is not a rhetorical question, is how has God been faithful in your life? This is when we will engage in our God sightings. And so if you feel something stirring within you where you have seen God at work in your lives— I encourage you, raise your hand. I will run to you. Even in the balcony, I will come to you. Even online, I won't come to you. That would make a really long service with all the driving. But Allison's monitoring the Facebook feed. And if you have a God sighting, put it in the comments and we will share those as well. How have you all seen God at work in your life? All right, here we go. Oh, thank you. Uh, this is, uh, goes along with what Kevin was saying, and that one morning on my way to work, I was bombarded by thoughts severely, like never I had before. And it was the devil, clearly, and he was telling me how my marriage is a failure, my children were failures, my job was a failure, just on and on. And I knew it was Satan. So I asked the Lord, I said, Lord, the devil's attacking me. I need some, the word. What portion of the word can I use against him? And the Lord just said, in all things, be thankful. So I started thanking the Lord for everything the devil attacked me. I started thanking the Lord for. Thank you for my job. Thank you for my marriage. Thank you for my children. Satan was gone after that. So the power is in the word. We just have to speak the word and do it. It's there. God's given us the keys. Praise God. We will overcome by the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. Praise God. Who else? Who's next? 
I saw a hand, but I think it was a joke. <laughs> oh, come on. I know there's more out there. Jim's going to keep going if, if one of you don't raise your hand. I may have said this before, but um, like what Scott was saying about witnessing to people, uh, the Lord told me one day, he said, if you would speak my word, which is inspired with, with your mouth that I created, and it enters into people's ears, which I also created, it will change their lives if they receive it. The thing is, don't give up. The power's there. And again, it's in the word of God. Praise God. Absolutely. All right, I got one. I'm running. I'm running. There you go. I see a God sighting every time I spend time with my friend Greg Gabriel. Um, Greg is one of the most positive people you will ever meet. He's got circumstances that are challenging, but he's a great man, and he always gives me extreme amount of encouragement when I hang out with him. And do things with him because of his amazing positive attitude. We talk about Jesus a lot. He's a great guy. I encourage you all to get to know Greg a little bit better if you don't know him that well. And you will truly be blessed. And he, God uses Greg in my life to help with times that I'm down. And he really gets me um, thinking more positive. So thank God for my friend Greg. Yeah, indeed. Beautiful. Thank you, Scott. All right, who's next? All right. Look at this. Two empty pews. That's wild. Uh, many of you know this story already, but uh, on October 8, which was a Friday, I always golf on Friday with my brother. It was raining, and uh, my mom was at Park Village Pines, and my wife said, go see your mom. You can't golf. Well... <laughs> My mom, for the last 20 years, had been saying, why am I still here? And I said, why am I going to see mom on Friday? Well, I went to see her, and things were a little different with her. She, um, she was out of sorts, but I got to talk with her, and I even made her bed for her for the first time. <laughs> and uh, I was the last person to speak with her on this world. <laughs> so that was my God sighting. He brought me together with my mom for the last time. Beautiful. Who's next? Kylie, in the front. My God sighting is Steph Spence. Woohoo, Steph! She has been a wonderful addition to our journey team this year and a real answer to prayer, honestly. Um, it's, it's difficult working full-time, both of us together, Quinn and I, and also leading youth group uh, frequently, and that's why we made some changes to how we do youth group this year. Um, and with the addition of, of Steph, she, her passion and her love for these kids and students um, of all ages, honestly, has just been, like, radiating out of her, and it's been beautiful to see, and we're so, so excited to enter into 2022 with this leadership team of Journey and all the awesome things we have planned. So very thankful to God for that. Love it. That's awesome. So good. Yeah, Nancy. This is very simple, and you will have experienced it as well. We just bring it to mind. God in nature is such a balm to me. If I need to really be serious in prayer, I sit in our family room and look out into the backyard. 
I see the nature there. We sometimes have deer, we have birds, we have squirrels, and the trees, and all that he created. And when I see the wind blowing, I think of the Holy Spirit. And in times of stress and difficulties, it has been said that it is wise to walk outside, wrap yourself up in the cold weather, um, put on your shorts and sneakers in the warm weather, but walk and use all of the senses that God gave you. And as you leave yourself and get into God's nature, there is a healing there. And I just wanted to share that. I have a God setting to share as well. As you know, we've had a handful of funerals the past couple months. And those are difficult moments and yet also seasoned with grace as you celebrate the way God has worked in the various lives of his beloved children. As we celebrate lives well lived and we celebrate God's goodness that overcomes all. And uh, uh, those are just profound, sacred moments together. And so that's a God setting in mind, how he has met us in those spaces. I have a couple to read from our Facebook live stream. Um, Luann just spoke up and said that God speaks to her in the garden, Nancy. So that kind of follows up with yours. Um, Luann said that she prayed for a peaceful passing of a close friend and family member and that he answered that prayer quickly. Um, and that she also woke up today. That's always a good God sighting. Um, Elaine Brewer said, I saw God's healing for my three grandkids that had COVID, that they didn't have serious symptoms and they're all over it now and healthy. And she praises God for their healing. And Kathy Sanders, Kevin's mama. I see God every time I look into the eyes of my grandchildren. There is trust, purity, and the promise of God's everlasting love in those eyes. Thank you, Lord, for Miles, Crosby, and Daisy. And I have one, too, actually. Sorry, sit back down. Um, <laughs> it's just a small one. I don't. If you have kids or if you're a teacher in school or Sunday school or wherever it may be, um, sometimes with kids, it feels like you're like speaking into a black hole. Um, you don't know if they're actually listening to you or if they're even uh, paying attention to you or anything like that or if they're absorbing anything that you're speaking about. But um, I went to pick up Drake from daycare, um, I think it was last week. And we, Christmas kind of beat us down a little bit this year. I don't seek sympathy for that. It's just crazy um, with a lot of kids and family and all that and going to everybody's houses. And um, I picked Drake up and Chris said to me, you know what Drake did to me, did for me today? I was like, what's that? And she's like, well, he drew me the cross and he told me what it was about. And I was like, oh, <laughs> thank you, God. He's listening. So that's my, my small God sighting. There, there are no small God sightings, but... Yeah. Any others? Oh, man, here they come. Beautiful. I hit Sally and then Gail. Our family is spread out. Nobody lives in Kalamazoo. Um, our one family that lives in North Carolina, we get a call from our grandson at least once a week. And he always starts it out with Papa Grandpa, which is our weird name that he has for us. Can I tell you a verse? And I said, of course you can tell us a verse. And he has an incredible gift to be able to memorize scripture. And he'll give us two or three or four verses at a time. And they just, he just rattles it off. And that is truly a God sighting for us. 
I have fun finding God sightings in each and every day. And as most of you know, I had cataract surgery this last week. And I'm thankful for the healing and all of that. But for the friend that got up early enough to take me into to my appointment at 6.15 in the morning, and especially then for all your texts and calls and messages that let me know I was being prayed for and thought about, because this is Jackson, my family. Our family's all over the country, but you are our family, and we are blessed by all of you. Today is the 35th anniversary of our coming to um, Michigan from Colorado, and um, we found hope very soon after we started living here. And I just have sense of such a profound sense of gratitude for all of the ways that this congregation has ministered to me and to my family and how God has shown himself through you. Thank you. Any others? Oh, God sighting. Thanks for our college students coming back. Great to see you guys. Bombard them with questions after this. <laughs> You're welcome. Any others? Okay. All right. All right. Well, praise God, because we know that's just a glimpse of what he's been doing. Praise God that he is faithful and always has been and always will be. Praise God that while I don't know what the year ahead looks like for you, I do know that his steadfast love of the Lord, it never ceases. May we all set our eyes on the things that are above while we experience here his fresh mercies on earth every single day, no matter what the hour, day, or year ahead brings. We praise God for his goodness. In the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Amen. Why don't we pray together? <clears throat> All loving God, we thank you so much for your faithfulness. God, your faithfulness is greater than we can even fathom. We have just the, the smallest glimpse in the Bible of how truly magnificent you are. And yet, even what we read leaves us at a loss for words. God, every single day we experience your mercies in ways seen and unseen, tasted and un, un, just we, we can't even fathom what you're always doing. But we have the assurance of your true word that your mercies are indeed new every single day, that they are enough for whatever we're faced with, that you are always at work whether we see you or not. So we give you thanks today, Lord. You are so good. Your love is without end. And your mercies overcome all. May we experience those each and every day. May we 
rest ourselves before you each and every day, remembering what really matters on this side of eternity. Encourage us, empower us, inspire us as only your spirit can so that we may live for you, seeking you, and seeking the things that make your heart beat, God. We love you. We praise you. We worship you. To you alone be all glory and honor. It's in Jesus' powerful name we pray. Amen.